0: So what does one do? I can't fucking homeschool. I've thought about it. But homeschool kids, and I apologize, homeschool kids have a really hard time adjusting to the real world. And that's not to say that there are not children that are homeschooled that are able to go on and live happy, fulfilling lives. I know that there are. And If push comes to shove, that's something that I would consider as like a co-op experience. But I understand that the socialization component is very, very important. All of that said, what do I do? I don't know what is best for my child. I don't want her exposed unnecessarily to the negativity of the world at such an early age But I also don't want her to be insulated in her silo and allowed to think that the world is, you know, viewed from her, you know, relatively privileged perspective. I'm sure that I am not the only person that is grappling with issues like this and first world problem. Yes, roll your eyes at me. I know i would like to know what other people are doing to address this issue public schools charter schools immersion like co-ops it's all so confusing i it it's just kind of mind-numbing when you look at it as a whole so i guess this slanted rant is to say hey Any ideas as to education options for a young child. That would just be starting out her educational career. And then getting back to my original rant. That I have realized there is no right way to be a mom in particular. Dads, they get the dad like free pass card most of the time. But... Heterosexual males, that is. But women are held to such a higher standard. We are supposed to do everything. And when we don't achieve these really unreasonable expectations, then we're seen as failures. And I think it's so important that we recognize that for ourselves because, yes, society reinforces all of this shit in every fucking format that we can possibly come across. But I know in my personal experience, the person that is the most judgmental, that is the most harsh at nine o'clock at night is me. I'm the one thinking about how I wasn't the Pinterest parent today and how my day wasn't gram-worthy. And even though we went and we had a great day at Michael's and she picked out all kinds of fun little things that she's so excited for her terrarium. And she can she's three and she can say terrarium. That's absolutely amazing. And yet when somebody asks if she's in school, I am like, embarrassed to say no she's not in school yet even though she's almost four and that's just ridiculous I know my child I know that she could but isn't a hundred percent ready and independent to be able to go into that environment and thrive without anxiety and should I let society's opinion of how I am and my husband but how we are raising our child affect how we raise our child or do we just look at her as the you know really intelligent human being that she is and allow her to grow the way that she has and Oh my god, her vocabulary, it's amazing and it's so tiring. And I always tell her, you'll always be told no. You'll never be told yes unless you ask the question. I think that's something she needs to understand and absorb to her core being for the future But Jesus fucking Christ, right now, I swear to God that I don't believe in. She is the best litigator that I have ever met in my entire life. As a real estate agent, I would not want to negotiate with her in a contract because she would win. She will find a way to defy all logic and just pin you. It's absolutely amazing and I think all kids at that age of three going on you know the cusp of four that's just where they're at they have the tenacity and the ability to just ask for anything and everything they want because they're still narcissistic enough to think that the world revolves around them and if we step step back it's kind of beautiful and Wonderful to see them just kind of grow into their own. This is the benefit of two hours of my wonderful little shit being in bed and I can miss her versus the 12 active hours of the day being like, oh my god, I just want to get away and paint and listen to a podcast because you're driving me bananas. Anyway. I want to keep it real parenting is the hardest fucking thing i have ever been through in my entire life i've had miscarriages and surgeries and all the trials and tribulations that everybody else has but caring and loving and being anxious and fearful and excited for another human being that you grew in your body Or you dreamt of and wished for and longed for is something that is physically and emotionally draining, but also somehow the most rewarding thing that a person could ever experience, in my opinion. So I love my kids, I love them more than anything. It pains me to have to say that after six years of owning my own real estate brokerage and having true anonymity and autonomy to be able to make my own schedule, I am now seriously considering demoting myself, demoting in air quotes, to a real estate agent instead of a broker because even though the days, the weeks, the months, the job, the career, whatever you want to call it, that I have set up for myself. It allows me to be with my children, but it doesn't necessarily allow me to be present all of the time, which isn't something that I think is a realistic expectation. But when I look at the work that I'm doing, I'm not fulfilled by it. I don't like it. I like the people work. I like the interaction. As a broker, I'm doing all the behind the scenes stuff. I'm talking to my agents about what they're doing. And I only talk to the clients when there's a shitstorm, usually, you know, or some, you know, fire that has to be put out. And after five years, I've been, I've had my business for six, but really after four years of really stepping back into more of a managerial role, I understand that for me personally, not having the production and the, the sense of accomplishment in a work atmosphere doesn't make me qualified to be the, me- the best mom that I could be. And I've been thinking about this for a long time and I haven't acted upon it. And as I reflect why at the end of every year I have to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do the next year, business owner, that's just what you do. I realize and, you know, shout out to Dax Shepard because I have to say he is instrumental. His podcast was instrumental In me truly identifying the fact that some of my holdups are truly tied to my identity. For six years, I've identified myself as an entrepreneur, a self-starter, a business owner, somebody that was named Realtor Magazines, 30 Under 30, all of that crap. And I'm still Realtor Magazine's 30 under 30, regardless if I work for myself as a brokerage or if I join one of the bigger brokerages that already has all of the tech platforms in place. So I'm holding myself back. I'm affecting my family negatively by not pursuing what truly makes Ashley happy, not as a mom, but Ashley as a person happy. I'm doing that because my identity would suffer. Because when I write my narrative self, I wouldn't be able to say business owner, entrepreneur. If I demote myself to a real estate agent instead of a broker, my job is still the same. I'm doing the same shit. I'm still an entrepreneur. The only difference is I don't have to deal with all of the the back of the house shit. So why am I holding myself back? And I really think the only reason that I am holding myself back is simply because I can't change my identity. For some reason, being a business owner, it feels like being a failure if I were to close up shop in a sense. And go back to working in a team environment. Even though I know that's what's best. I know that's what would make me happier. I can make the same amount of money with less stress. And do the work that I actually enjoy. So why is my sense of identity so tied up in all of this? Well, I think it goes back to the main thread that holds all of my topics together and it's simply the fact that we particularly as women define ourselves by so many external things positions titles as opposed to just being enough and we're enough i'm a badass woman I've had four miscarriages, I've had two babies, I've run a business. I should feel absolutely no shame in wanting to do work that makes me feel happy and fulfilled, satisfied, and excited to be with my kids. And I hope by sharing this quasi-drunk, slanted rant, that somebody else feels a little less shitty about the fact that they're not living up to the expectations that they set from, for themselves. New Year's resolutions are bullshit. I think what we should try to do is set intentions for ourselves. My intention is to try to live each day As the happiest version of myself as I can. Knowing that life happens and sometimes it's fucking shitty. And I've been dealt the depression and multitude of mental illness disorders. So, you know, there's that. But there is so much in our control that we can actually manage on a day-to-day basis to try to keep our mental health intact in the same way that we would focus on our physical health and for all the moms and dads but mostly moms out there that are thinking you're not doing enough you're wrong you are you are doing enough the amount that we have to do these days is astounding. It's never ending. We don't have a village. There are a multitude of reasons that it is so much harder to be a mom today than it was a generation or two generations ago. A lot of that is societal, of course. A lot of that is expectations that we put on ourselves. So from one unqualified podcaster to you, give yourself a fucking break. You're doing a great job. Remind yourself of that. Ask your kids the best thing that they love about you, and you will be astonished at what they have to say. My daughter, out of nowhere today, she's almost four, St. Patty's Day baby, so three and three quarters, told me I was brave. And I was like, What the fuck? Okay, what do you mean? Why am I brave? And in her beautiful little mind, I am brave because I will walk from our great room through our dark dining room, which is spooky, to get to her bedroom or the bathroom. Or I'll walk through the dark kitchen, which is spooky to get over there. And she thinks that's so brave. And I wish... Maybe even for just a couple of minutes a day, we all could look at ourselves the way that an incredibly intuitive and understanding and insightful three-year-old can look at us. Because we deserve that. Anyway, thanks for listening to this first edition of Had a Bottle of Wine going to make a recording, Slanted Rants. This is Ashley, the host of Taboo and Murder and Slanted Rants. Please get in contact on Twitter at smtaboo if you would like to tell me about how it is inappropriate to drink a bottle of wine while your kids are in bed, and then podcast from your phone, or more seriously, because I don't want to hear that shit, I don't fucking care if that's what you think. If you want to get in contact with episode ideas, I have been researching a lot in the way of miscarriage and baby loss and sexual assault and a lot of ways that the fucking patriarchy just, it, it, it's so toxic, toxic masculinity um, for women and for men. So I've been looking at a lot of that I've had episodes in the can regarding cannibalism and necrophilia and all of those type of things and they are interesting and certainly rabbit hole-ish but I really feel that I am tapping into a voice that needs to be heard when it comes to talking about sexual assault and domestic abuse and some of these parenting aspects that are just all taboo you can't do anything right as I said so I would love to know your personal experiences If anybody wants to share their personal experience, I would love to hear that. I would feel comfortable reading your story for you, or we can make arrangements for you to record your own story. But I'm all about breaking the taboos. I've had miscarriages, I have mental illness, I have addiction in the family. I think these are topics that need to be discussed because they are real topics that affect our everyday lives and not talking about them does a disservice to everybody that's impacted directly and indirectly and I'm just a voice with a microphone and a phone in this case and I can do my part so I'm no crooked media I'm no the dollop I'm certainly no serial or my favorite murder, but if I can reach a couple of thousand of you and you know contribute to the furthering of this discussion matter, and maybe help people recognize that they're not alone, fucking great, fucking hooray! In the words of Georgia Hardstark and Karen Kilgirov. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Get at me on Twitter at smtaboo if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. If you're concerned about the fact that I had a bottle of wine, like I said, don't want to hear about it. It's a very rare occurrence. Anyway, thanks for listening. So, this is a bottle of wine deep slanted rand. And I'm ranting about the fact that women mothers can't do anything right. We can do everything wrong. Everything. Breastfeed. You chose to breastfeed. Now your baby's going to be spoiled and attached to you. You're not breastfeeding? Why would you deprive your baby? Your little angel? Your little joyful nugget that liquid gold how could you possibly feed your baby man made GMO formula diapers you want to contribute to the destruction of the environment by using disposable diapers wait You want to use cloth diapers? Do you have any fucking clue as to how much water is actually used on those diapers? And also, if you have a service, how much uh, of a carbon footprint is being produced when somebody is coming to pick up those diapers and clean them, launder them, bring them back? And if you want to buy organic, 100% hand-picked cotton, never seen a chemical in its life, diaper for your perfect baby's ass, you're not guaranteed you're going to get it back from that service. You'll just get the same amount back. You can't do anything right. You feed your baby a bottle. It doesn't matter if it's breast milk or if it's formula. You are not forming a proper attachment to your baby. If you do breastfeed in public. How fucking dare you sexualize your breasts. And allow a baby to do something so disgusting. As to gain some nourishment from them. And by the way, so you can just keep them from fucking crying while you're in the doctor's office waiting on their weight check. Oh, cracked nipples? 100% cool and unworrying. If my child is drinking my bloody breast milk. I just have to persevere and use some sheep-based wool lanolin to keep those fuckers from cracking further. And when you're pumping that milk as if you are a cow with udders and you see blood going into the milk, you can just pump and dump that. You don't have to give it to your baby. It does not matter If you have spent a half hour to produce an ounce and a half of milk, if it's bloody, you just dump it. And you just go on. Because that's what mothers that love their children do. No matter the fact that you are not spending time with said child during this entire process. And if you're lucky, like I have been lucky, to have such a supportive husband and partner, he took off months to be with me and with our children. Three months for our first, which I had a vaginal delivery. Two months for our second, which I had a C-section. And then he slowly worked his way back into the groove. C-section is so much fucking harder than natural birth. I would tear that badge again and endure 36 hours of labor to not have to deal with the aftermath of a C-section FYI, my personal experience, and I am certain that there are other people that do not feel that way at all. So feeding, diapering, if you don't get organic macaroni and cheese, and if you don't get the quinoa salad down your three-year-old's throat, You are clearly not living that Instagram and Pinterest life. Which means, what the fuck are you even doing with kids? Because they're accessories. And that's how we're supposed to curate them and their lives that we have created for them. I'm so frustrated seeing the way that men and women are treated so vastly differently for doing the exact same fucking thing. I've said it before, but I'll bring my kid to Trader Joe's today, let's say, and Michael's. And we just go about our business, and we did random acts of kindness, because my mom is great at respect, and always has been. And we give out flowers, and... A couple of older women wanted to give Nia hugs, and she gave hugs, and it was so fucking sweet. My heart swelled like three sizes, just like the Grinch, you know? It was absolutely wonderful to see, and we've done it many times before, and it's always the same reaction. And it's so sad how many women in particular say, Are you sure? For me? Are you serious? Oh, wow, you made my day. Really, a three-year-old, adorable and brilliant and wonderful, and my precious little snowflake, as I said, is amazing. But her giving flowers is the highlight of somebody's day? I don't love that That is a message that I'm hearing over and over again. And I have videos of this and I don't want to exploit anybody by sharing it all. I just try to focus on capturing the memories of my sweet little girl being so kind and outgoing. And anyway, back to my rant. Did I mention I've had a bottle of wine? Anyway, it's disheartening to see that the little level of interaction and quasi-intimacy between generations can be so impactful to so many. And getting to my main rant, I think we're all so siloed. We talk to the same people, we, we read the same news, we go to the same places, That we just don't have any kind of understanding of how other people live their life. And it's not just socioeconomics. People are lonely. And I think they're lonely for a multitude of reasons. And I'm not fucking smart enough to try to diagnose as to, you know, the plethora of those reasons. But in a world where we are all able to be more interconnected it feels like there's more and more isolation because we're all so siloed and my daughter she my husband and I have worked so hard to we've sacrificed so much to make sure that we can spend time with our kids and not have to rely on daycare which is in no way shape or form a slight or a jab at anybody that has to use a nanny or daycare. I don't think there's any right or wrong way to be a mom or dad. Everybody is just fucking surviving and anybody that tells you otherwise is in denial or simply lying or really well medicated and I would love to get in contact with their doctor. But anyhow, None of us really know what, you know, we're doing. We're trying our hardest, but we're all in, you know, our own silos. And we very rarely get out of those. It's only when we're interacting in, you know, grocery stores and even then Trader Joe's. Like, what's the socioeconomic breadth of the patron of Trader Joe's by comparison to, say, Walmart? Which, for reasons that might be ridiculous, I have not chopped at for a decade and a half. And for moral reasons, just and also ego, won't do it at this point. So, we're even siloed in that when we're giving out kindness, as my sweet girl says. And I don't like it. And in the same breath, what do I do? Do I go to Walmart? Do I engage with the MAGA people? I'm not saying all MAGA people go to Walmart, but I'm not saying that I see them at Target all the time. Do I expose my children to that so that they can see the variety of opinions that people have? I don't want to. When I think about putting my kid in school, I'm terrified of the fact that our school in our quasi inner city is plagued with racism. I want my child to go to a school where she is and also my son who is only 16 months old so he doesn't really factor into this equation yet so I'm really focused on my daughter but where she is surrounded by people that are not white, blonde, and blue-eyed, and of the same socioeconomic background. And yet, where I live, the schools that she would go to, which are right outside the inner city, are plagued with racism. Yes, they have diversity, but they are plagued with racism. There are fights with teachers, and that is not something that I want my child to have to experience I don't think she should have to she's sensitive and wonderful and completely unbroken yet and I would like her to stay that way as long as she possibly can but I also don't want to put her in private school and I don't want to do that because I don't want her to only be surrounded of people of a certain socioeconomic class They might have different skin colors, or different hair, or they might live in different areas. But if they're in private school, they're all kind of of the same strata, and that's not something that I want either.